millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Mel Daniels, Bob Nidalecki, Joey Devine, Wayman Tisdale. Casey's finest, Sean Keen, Darnell Hillman, Herb Williams, Patreons, Josh Cohen, Richard Fuck. Thank you, Richard. Jacob Potter. Thank you, Jacob. Musical guest, Quicksilver Messenger Service. And now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast. And we are back. With a brand new episode, I'm here as always with America's Uncle Dad, uh, one of the funniest comedians in the world, uh, writer for um, Golden State of Mind and Yard Barker, oh, Sean yeah. Keen. Sean, how are you? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Just trying to, you know, go viral on TikTok, I guess. <laughs> Someone with a uh, Rick and Morty avatar said my voice sounded like Louis C.K. I mean, uh, at least he didn't say your dick looked like Louis C.K. All right. That's a bad joke. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, come on, guy. Come on, Joey. Um, well, you know what? 
you're masturbating on the Zoom right now, like Jeffrey Tubin. Yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> who I sound. I sound like Tubin. Um, weird start. Weird start. Uh, some business off the top at Round Rock Pod is our Twitter. Roundrockpod at gmail.com is where you send us uh, text mails that are longer than 240 characters. Uh, if you'd rather send us an audio message, call us on the phone at the uh, number in the description. We love to get phone calls because we are old. Um, and uh, iTunes, five-star reviews only. Uh, it's the law. They'll throw you in um, uh, Apple Music Jail if you give less than five-star reviews. And um, patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can hear our bonus episodes. Sean. What have what kind of bonus episodes have we had recently? Um, our bonus episodes. Uh, you have been making your friends watch weird YouTube videos and mm-hmm. describing them. Um, tomorrow I will be talking with Big Corbs, our final edition of uh, the Tiger Woods Book Club, and uh, I have a I have a pending uh, short piece coming out. That's just going to be a surprise. Well, and then you and I are going to talk heat too. When I drive oh, right. I forgot. Tomorrow. We're also doing that. Doing yeah. two big Patreon recordings tomorrow. Heat two. I mean, uh-huh. come on. Uh, yeah. So read heat two. First off, it doesn't get any more macho. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're known for me and Sean, how tough and male we are. Um, all right. Uh, uh, t-shirts, link in the description you can buy our t-shirts we've got a new t-shirt coming we've been teasing it for a year but it'll be here soon um it, yeah. it's it's sacramento kings themed so send, send i don't your... think we have yeah send it to we're gonna be selling that at the uh, bin candy store in old town <laughs> um i will also be hanging around the bottom of the ziggurat in west sacramento all the hot spots that everyone likes to go to the fake golden gate uh bridge by Sac State. Uh, if anyone, them if, there. if anyone knows Greta Gerwig's old address, we'll mm-hmm. sell them outside there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right, Kevin Johnson, you're not allowed to buy one. No, of course not. Um, all right, Sean, let's go to the news. This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Sean Robert Sarver's selling the team. What? Yeah. Uh, we talked about it last week, about how he was a huge piece of shit, and then clearly uh, PayPal listened to our uh-huh. show um, because uh, they dropped him. They dropped the Suns, and that made Robert Sarver resign, right? Yeah. That's what's I happening mean, here. Technically, they, yeah, I mean, basically, two things happened. I Well, three things happened, Joey. Uh, PayPal said they were pulling their jersey sponsorship when it expired at the end of the season, if he was still involved. Uh, weirdly, Venmo put out a statement saying they thought he was a cool guy, and everyone was being <laughs> too mean to him. That was weird. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the second biggest Suns owner denounced him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy who is so woke. He is partners with Colin Kaepernick in a investment firm that uh, he's, he, he, you know, how they say you put your money where your mouth is. It's a lot of money. Uh, and uh, he demanded that Sarver was going to resign. 
And then, uh, of course, the key factor that forced out Robert Sarver, Draymond Green went on a podcast and <laughs> expressed his displeasure. He said that the NBA owner should have to vote on the record to keep him or not. Uh, and as we know, podcasts are the most important thing in the world. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. uh, Draymond, of course, uh, came to that conclusion after listening to last week's episode of Round Ball Rock, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I mean, he was he was also waiting for the point forward uh, yeah, to drop, which, yeah, which it did not drop yet. It didn't uh, drop. It's not going to drop. I realized, uh, Joe, you know what we, we did not realize about the point forward? It's a monthly podcast. No, no, no. I mean, they, they did end their season. Mm -hmm. It's not clear when season two oh, okay. is going to begin. Right. But uh, the Warriors are playing a uh, preseason game in Japan. Mm-hmm. And there is no goddamn way Andre Iguodala is going to go on that trip. <laughs> so uh, if you're waiting for a new point forward before 3 a.m. Pacific time on September 30th, I do not think it will drop before then. Um, I think he's going to let the Warriors play their preseason games in Japan first. Um, all right. Uh, Sean, do you want to read Robert Sarver's statement? But I have a yeah. request. Yeah. It is... How many paragraphs here? One, two, five. three, four, five. I would like you to read the first paragraph as Robert Sarver. Uh -huh. Then the second paragraph as uh, Mark Wahlberg as Father Stu. Oh, okay. Um, and then the third paragraph as Ben Shapiro. I'm not even sure I know what he, I guess I know what he sounds like. He's whiny, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like he's one of these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. All right. And then um, the next paragraph. What's this? Uh, owners. Um, I don't know that one. The next paragraph I want you to do as uh, Sean's choice. Uh, okay. Whoever you want to do. Okay. And then make us make me guess who it was. And okay. then the fifth paragraph. Um, let's hear your Barack Obama. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, this is dated Phoenix, September 21st. Words that I deeply regret now overshadow nearly two decades of building organizations that brought people together and strengthened the Phoenix area through the unifying power of professional men's and women's basketball. Now, as the man of faith, uh, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. Wait, who, who's the ben third Shapiro. paragraph? It's Ben oh. Shapiro. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that it's no longer possible that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I've said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be a distraction to these two <laughs> teams and the fine people who work so hard to bring the joy and excitement of basketball to fans around the world. I want what's best for these two organizations. The players, the employees, the fans, the community, my fellow owners, the NBA, the WNBA, and the rain. 
this is the best course of action for everyone. Mm -hmm. In the uh, meantime, I will uh, continue to uh, work on becoming a better person and uh, continuing to support the uh, community in meaningful ways. Thank you for continuing to root for the Suns and the Mercury, embracing the power that sports has to bring us uh, together. Uh, that was very good, Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank loved you. your Adam Duritz. Thank you. Thank Crows you. As, the, as your, <laughs> the, uh, your wild card choice. <laughs> the weirdest um, and dumbest impression that I do. <laughs> um, I, but I would like, can you read the cancel culture section again? But this time as Jordan Peterson. <laughs> uh, yeah, which uh, the, the the one the that second... starts B.O. you have marked B.S. Oh, yeah, for yeah. that's um, for Ben Shapiro. Um, but in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that it is no longer possible that whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I've said in the past. For these reasons. I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury. Oh, I'm so weak. I just drank a carbonated beverage. Okay, can you do it one more time as yeah. uh, free speech man Ricky, Ricky Gervais? Okay. <laughs> but in our current unforgiving climate, it's become painfully clear that it's no longer possible. <laughs> yeah, whatever good I've done, or could still do, is outweighed by the things I've said in the past. <laughs> oh, such a bitch. <laughs> I don't believe in God. You're an idiot if you believe in God. I created the office. For these reasons, I'm beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury, but they better be atheists. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Sean. Uh... <laughs> Is this the is this the first time cancel culture has canceled an an NBA owner out of their ownership, yeah. Sean? I mean, this is a weird tack. There's like no one. This is this is not something he like cleared with a person. He's like, uh -huh. this is this is gonna work. And then people are like, this isn't a free speech thing. You you kept taking your dick out. Mm -hmm. Like that's yep. what you're fired for. Like sexual harassment. Not like he's like just thinks he got fired for saying the N word, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um yeah. Um Joey, do you remember when he gave that dirty eulogy for another son's I, owner? I do, and I do have the audio. You just oh, need great. to give me eleven seconds for it <laughs> okay, to download great, great, here great. and for me to drag into my soundboard. Let me give you let me give you a couple quotes right before sure. we get that. Because the audio is not great. Um, yeah, so a guy named hear it. Uh, a former son's minority owner named Dick Heckman died this was his eulogy he said what i really know is that my biggest concern was that the heckman boys were fucking their way through the cheerleading team mm -hmm. and dick was chasing everything that moved in scottsdale uh he also claimed during this eulogy roast now it is it is supposed to be a roast mm -hmm. but it is also a eulogy yeah <laughs> uh he also claimed that D that that heckman once left some dna in steve nash's sock Jesus Christ. <laughs> just gross. Like, come on, man. That's what I say. Come on, man. 
<laughs> That's what Joe Biden would say. Oh, I should have had you read that as Joe Biden. Oh, um. <laughs> uh, let me. Oh, oh, as you're as you're getting the audio ready, let me read one more. I'll read the last paragraph. In the meantime, I'll continue to work on becoming a better person and continuing to support the community in meaningful ways. Come on, man. Thank you for continuing to root for the suns and the mercury, embracing the power that sports has to bring us All right, Joe. together, man. All right, Joe, here we go. <laughs> Dick, uh, that was right about when he bought the boat. The boat, the boat was a bordello. I mean, let's just be honest about it. The, the boys used to park that thing off the, the, the beach there in Cabo. There was, what was, what was that, uh, what was that? The office. They parked that thing off the office in Cabo, and they'd come in and bring them back. And of course, Dick could great. Dick could took great pleasure in knowing that he could get the girls before you guys could. I mean, he really took pleasure in that—that uh, that he could outmaneuver you guys. Um, but I remember one time where we had a little boat in San Diego, and I'm driving with the family and the kids. My kids were like maybe eight, ten, and twelve. And we're driving in the harbor. We passed Dick's boat. I stopped and I go, hey, I haven't been on the boat. Oh, come on. So bring the kids on board. That was not a good idea. Um, start walking around. It looks a little wild. There's a lot of people on there, a lot of drinking. I think, yeah, take a look around. So I bring the kids in. First room I open, there's two on one going on. I said, yeah, I think it's probably a good idea we get the kids off the boat. So we got off the boat. Never, never went on the boat after that. I don't know if I'd tell that at a guy's yeah, funeral. you know what? I'm transformed. He's a cool guy. They should let people <laughs> like the Um, all right, let's stop talking about Robert Sarver, right? Anything else you want yeah. to mention nah, about that's it. him or the Heckman boys? Uh, I mean, I think we've heard a lot about the Heckman boys. <laughs> well, in um other news, uh, you want to talk about uh, the Boston Celtics coach, Sean? Yes. Now, I I haven't looked in the last couple hours. I don't think we've gotten. So, Ime Adoka, mm-hmm. hilariously, this was broken. But the, I, okay. So, Ime Adoka uh, is going to get some kind of suspension from the Boston Celtics for having a consensual affair uh, with a member of the Boston Celtics staff mm-hmm. and uh look the clearly that's inappropriate um they're saying you could get suspended for a whole year which mm-hmm. i mean i don't know it, it, you know i mean it is like you it's an inappropriate relationship you know what i mean like uh yeah um yeah yeah it's sort of um now i mean i mean who knows how long he's gonna get suspended for me it's more like it's very weird to suspend a coach for a full year and then just be like, yeah, you're back. Mm-hmm. Like someone's going to coach the Celtics for like a year and then sit well, down again. You know who I think that person is going to be. I don't know. Brad Stevens. Brad Steven- oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be, don't you that think would be he pretty wants natural. To coach the Celtics best chance to win a championship <laughs> in uh, 20 years. He I mean, actually- I'm not saying that's the main driver here, but I, mean, I don't he think could've... it's discouraging him as the boss here from <laughs> Well, do you think do you think he needed to quit so they could actually trade a first round pick and get some <laughs> players instead of sitting on them for years? That's in the Danny Age era. 
Well, I've I've heard. I mean, who knows? It it also might not be. I mean, who? I I have no idea what the suspension is going to be. We don't know yet. I thought um, clearly uh, don't you know. Don't cheat on Neil Long with a, yeah. a, a, a co-worker. Look outside your office for your extramarital uh-huh, affair. Sure. Is that yeah. so crazy? He's not um, even married, though, to he's be not fair. Ma- okay, they've been engaged <laughs> for seven years, and they've been together for like 12 years. But also, maybe it's an open relationship. What do we know? But but again, uh, if you're the boss, you really can't uh, sleep with your employees. Sure. But um, I don't... Here's... I mean, this might be a bad take by me. Yeah, get ready. Um, Gorge it up. I feel like there's they're consenting. They're consenting adults having like a a granted immoral relationship. I don't know if that merits an entire year's suspension and like Woj tweeting it out. Well, um, Gerson Gerson Rosas would agree with you, Joey. Um, I mean, I think I think um, basically the argument is that I think when they're saying consensual relationship, they're talking in a legal term, whereas the power dynamics of your boss sleeping with you I under, are definitely a gray I do area. Understand, but that, also we don't we don't know how long he's like, yet. Yeah, I it's just weird to me. This felt a little like, uh, like, yes, look, I don't, I obviously don't think sleeping with your employee is a good thing. Um, but I also think, uh, the way this was announced is a little bit of, uh, starting another fire to distract from, uh, the fire in Phoenix, uh, like PR wise. Um, I mean, maybe, but he NBA. announced he was. But he announced he was selling the team today. It was good PR for the NBA. Except it was broke. bad PR in that uh, the commissioner was like it made Adam Silver look weak again. I mean, maybe I don't know. He's selling the team. I think yeah. that was good news for the NBA. Anyway, I thought I I do not think it's a conspiracy the way Joey does, and I, I believe in HR departments. But but I what I thought was funny was that. In the it's it's very rare that you see Shams com, Shams completely dunk on Woj, mm-hmm. which is what the report was here. Uh, Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, a uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, I don't really think he is, um, but he just announced he didn't have the story. Basically, he sent a tweet that just said that the Celtics were going to punish Udoka. And it was going to be a suspension of some length for some violation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he followed it up by saying that Udoga had led the Celtics to the finals. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly that he wanted to be first, but didn't have the information. And then very soon after that, Shams had the actual news. Yeah. And that's I mean, a, that's a big win for Shams. I look, gotta say, I guess my reaction to this is just, uh-huh. When something so vague comes out initially, 
it's like, oh, this guy was like diddling kids then. But then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying yeah. it's Woj panicking and trying to beat oh, Shams. I don't no. think it's anything more than that. Oh no, absolutely no. I'm just uh, again now reacting to my reaction before, where it was oh. like, this isn't so bad, and it really just has to do with like hearing there's a vague suspension or punishment for somebody. And then you assume in your head, like, oh, this was, like, because of uh, the society we live in, this is about to be, like, real bad. And then it's like, he cheated on his wife! <laughs> um, anyway. Huh, right, right, right. Um, uh, I mean, I guess we'll now keep, I, keep abreast there of... Uh... And it's, uh, yeah, and also we, uh, the, the common thing on Twitter now is... Uh, can you believe people are talking about Ime Adoka and not Brett Favre stealing money? And I was like, people were talking about Brett Favre stealing money a lot. This this news broke within the last fifteen hours. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, uh, it 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 seems extremely weird that you would susp- the thing. The thing is, it's not even like the excessiveness of the punishment. Like, who knows what they're organizational bylaws say or workplace guidelines? It's just. It seems like in this situation, you would suspend somebody for like five games or fire them entirely. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like like NBA teams never suspend their own coaches. Mm-hmm. And the NBA itself basically suspends coaches for two things, which are uh, DUIs and like bumping into Hitting officials. Hitting a ref, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you get a game if you're really obnoxious when you get ejected. Yeah. Like Scott Skiles got suspended multiple times for like not leaving the court when he got ejected. Why did Don Nelson get uh, suspended that one time he wore the, uh, the prison uniform while watching the game with fans in a bar? <laughs> Do you remember wait, wait. that? I don't in remember Dallas? that, but it's incredible. Um, <laughs> I, I went back and I, I studied the last 20 years of NBA suspensions just in general. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the worst, the biggest punishment was Jerry Sloan, who like straight up shoved a ref, and he got seven games for that. Okay, so they, the both Don and Donnie got suspended for two games for going to two private workouts in Yugoslavia. <laughs> Were they just like party? I guess Don. I guess Donnie is straight edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was the first two games they were suspended for uh, October 30th at Memphis and November 2nd in Phoenix. Um, when he was with the Mavs? Yeah, and they both wore like striped prison outfit outfits and watched the f- games with fans. In, oh, oh uh, while they were suspended. While they were suspended, uh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, the greatest American. Yeah. No one's better than Don Nelson. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> hire Don Nelson to uh, interim coach the Celtics for one Yeah, that, oh, that would rule. <laughs> <laughs> he only wants to be there a year. I mean, he honestly, honestly only wants to be there for a couple months. But All right, know. Sean. What's some, do you got any more news here? I have a little bit of news about the Celtics. Uh, mm-hmm. This week, Kyrie Irving actually tweeted that. No, no uh, we're not. Okay. We're still not going to talk about that. We're, okay. we're, okay. uh, we're not going to do that. Uh, we did have a trade, though. Yes. Trades. 
That's right, we're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs, you remember? We talk about Capspace all the time on the program. Slash Capspace, let them know that you came from us. Limited time only, terms apply. Protected Picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like their assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right, Sean, what was our God, trade? That, that fires me up so much, that, that <laughs> trade draft. Uh, our trade, it was the Utah Jazz. Um, maybe maybe not trying to contend this year, Joey. I don't know. Uh, they sent one of our favorite players, Boyan Bogdanovich, to the Detroit Pistons for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee. Did, I don't know anything about picks? Saban Lee. This seems uh, extremely. <laughs> like, like, don't you think they could have gotten a little more for Boyan Bogdanovich? Yes, he's really good. I would think so. They're not really saving that much money either. Are the. I mean, Saban Lee's an okay prospect, right? He's like a, I don't... a, like a little athletic point guard. I um... forgot he even was in the NBA, I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, but but you know I mean I I that's not that's on me. Um, he was the thirty eighth pick in yeah maybe maybe they like him I don't know. It just feels like I mean what's Mike Conley gonna go for then? Um, I don't know. How long is Mike Conley signed? I think he's also expiring, right? Um, I think that's probably right. I think they signed him last season. He's got. Uh oh okay so his he has he's making about 23 million this year next year his contract is 24 million well it's 14 million of it is guaranteed mm-hmm. so and then he gets um well he is not earning these playoff incentives this year <laughs> just gonna say he could make up to no he's not gonna do that i mean i guess if he gets traded he could make some extra money but uh that's that's, that's a fine contract for mike conley um uh yeah he you'd think you'd get something for him like couldn't uh is this is this like i don't know are they allowed to um take patrick beverly back if they no, I guess they, I guess they, I guess they need to add salary to take Westbrook back. But uh, I don't know. Like, is it isn't that the one sort of like? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Danny Ainge probably wants more picks, but if you got two Lakers picks and Westbrook for Conley, 
But I don't know. Maybe the I Lakers just don't think that the Lakers that. aren't going to give up those picks. That's sort of the problem here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I think that might be true. Um, uh, yeah, but um, you know, trade we could, for the 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 Pistons are might be kind of fun. Well, Joey, I'm glad you said that because today we are doing the Central Division preview. Oh wow, what and timing, huh? I, and you know, one of our first teams. Well, the first team. It's the Detroit Pistons. Well, first off, before you do that, we have to bring in our co-host. For our division previews, I'm Joey Devine. Sean? I'm Sean Keen. Uh, And... This is Josh Giddy. Um, And we're here to preview the (laughs) divisions. The Detroit Pistons, Sean... Last year they went twenty three and fifty nine. Their expected win loss was twenty two and sixty. They were twenty eighth on offense, twenty fourth in defense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Josh, <laughs> uh, take, take it away. Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. Um. <laughs> All right, Sean, who did they add and who did they subtract? Uh, they added Boyan fucking Bogdanovich. They added uh, Nick's greats, Kevin Knox, mm-hmm. Alec Burks, and Nerland's Noel. Mm-hmm. Um, they also added the fifth pick in the draft, Jaden Ivey, the 13th pick in the draft, Jalen Duran, and someone named Gabrielle Presida. I'm who not I believe is, was named who... Uh, was in my high school class and named Best Eyes. Oh, um, that's yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Gabby was really nice. Everybody liked her. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's from Lake Como in Italy. That's cool. Anyway, I, I don't even know if he's coming to the Pistons this year, but uh, yeah, he he's playing in the Bundesliga this year. Sounds like they're. Uh, Sounds like he's not going to be in Detroit this year, actually. But they did acquire him on draft night. Uh, leaving, leaving the Pistons this year. Uh, they are leaving Kelly Olenek, mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant, mm-hmm. uh, our man Luca Garza, mm-hmm. uh, Carson Edwards, Frank Jackson, and Saban Lee. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat, uh, they added better players than they let go. Yeah, I mean, no, um, no, and actually, Kelly Olynyk is not a bad player or anything, but no. uh, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we have to ask Josh to take us into this next oh, yeah. part and take control of your journey. All right, how did they take control of their journey, Sean? What was their best move and worst move? Uh, I actually think the best move they made was just drafting Jaden Ivy. They there were all these rumors they were going to trade out on the fifth pick. It sounded like they maybe had a deal in place with the Knicks and he was just so happy to come to the Detroit Pistons that they didn't do it. Is that, is that the story, Joey? I don't really remember what the, I, I don't know. I, all but, I know is it's that I did hear that story. Yes. That they were initially yeah. going to trade that pick. And then he was so happy to be in Detroit. They didn't trade, but I, who knows what's real and what's false, you know? Yeah, I also um, like that they... Not um, to be Kyrie Irving about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, I, I mean, I also like that they made, I love that deal they made with the Knicks because, you know, they got a late lottery pick. I mean, who knows? I, I, I have no idea if Jalen Duran's going to be good or anything, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it's just a very good gamble because they just spent money. And also when you have a team that has all these young, like pretty raw guys on it, that's like a team where Alec Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel are great additions. It well, feels like. I mean, I don't know what what's Nerlens Noel going to do? Teach Jalen Duren how to eat a hot dog at halftime? <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with you on Alec Burks <laughs> and Boyan, though. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, and Boyan, I mean, Boyan, like like the 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 Pistons were just not a good shooting team last year. I think Corey Joseph was basically their only good three point shooter, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I guess Rodney McGruder can shoot threes, but but like those guys didn't play that much. This is a guy that's like gonna start and make some threes. Yeah, and I it seems I like would, they yeah. I would say their best move is adding Boyan and Alec Burks. Like uh I hate when these teams with young players with all only young players don't have any veterans to like show them how to be NBA players. I'm looking at you, Houston Rockets. <laughs> it's so weird because even like the G League Ignite had Jared yeah. Jack and Amir Johnson. Like like everyone seems to get it and then sometimes you just get this computer brain and uh yeah, the Pistons like it, 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 there's going to be so much more watchable, you know. Yeah. And Kate Cunningham is awesome. Uh, their worst move is, of course, letting Luca Garza go. Yeah, um, come on, man. It He's... costs you nothing. Everybody <laughs> loves him. Keep him around, baby. <laughs> um, all right, Josh, what do we got to do next? Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. Um, right. I love the triple threat courts. I, gotta I say. also love the triple threat courts. All right, Sean, what are our three questions? Okay, uh, great. Here on the triple threat course. The triple threat. Uh, okay. Uh, will Detroit be able to survive with only four centers remaining on their roster? I think so. Yeah. What do you I think? think? I, it, touch and go, but yeah, I get. I guess so. I think. I think Isaiah Stewart and Marvin Bagley might have to play the four occasionally, but they. I think. I think mm-hmm. four centers might do it for yeah. them. <laughs> um okay and then um uh okay which piston on this roster is most likely to have attended cranbrook what is cranbrook uh that's a private school joey uh, why are why are you um i mean well you know do you know uh the the end of eight mile oh yeah 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 that's where that's my bad um yeah, he, I, I mean, that's where I Clarence think... goes. He has he has some parents. I think the answer. Well, did you know the Pistons? <laughs> There's no such thing as halfway crooks, Joey. Hold hold on. <laughs> I am looking at. Did you know the Pistons? Uh, last year he their one of their two way guys was named Jamorco Pickett. Oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I mm-hmm. think I knew that. So it's um, not Jamorco. Um, I will say, I think. <laughs> Man, that is a great name. He was a Georgetown it's guy. It's Corey I think. Joseph, right? Or Killian yeah, Hayes. Think... It's one of the two. Uh, I think it's I think it's Corey Joseph. Mm-hmm. Is it Kemba Walker? 
I don't think he counts. He's, I mean, they, they just haven't. No one, no, they can't buy him out yet because he doesn't have a landing spot yet. And so they have to figure out, like, he needs to actually get a minimum deal for them to buy him out. But now I think actually um, their roster is now so full, he might have the leverage to get all his money now. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think I think you're right, Scott Joseph. Though. All right, Sean. Was there another question you wanted to ask? Uh, you no, know, yeah. This the Pistons' second highest paid player is Marvin Bagley the third. Okay, that's. I don't even have a question. I just wanted to share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Time for irrational love and hate. Uh, who, Sean? Do you irrationally love on this Pistons team? Uh, it's, it's actually a hate for me. Oh, and it's, it's not, it's not fair, but I feel so tricked by reading so much pre-draft stuff and really believing in Killian Hayes and even committing positive things about Killian Hayes to print. I feel like I got duped by all you, all you draft guys. I'm specifically looking at an unnamed person who listed him first for the ringer in their draft card said he was should have been the number one pick in the draft. So I just, it's, it doesn't really have to do with him or his play as much as I feel betrayed. And again, he didn't do it. It's, it's the draft Knicks, but, but Killian Hayes, I, I really don't like watching. I also don't like watching Killian Hayes, but I think that's rational. Uh, <laughs> my irrational love is gotta be Sadiq Bay, man. Uh, guy like, rules. Every time I watch Sadiq Bay, I'm like, I think this guy is going to make an all NBA team. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I yeah, don't even he... think I need to explain why I like Sadiq Bay. I think everybody irrationally loves Sadiq Bay. Yeah, I mean, his he didn't shoot quite as well last year, but otherwise he just kind of did all the good old Sadiq Bay stuff that we've come to love. He and Boyan... He's passing the ball more. Uh, he, he and Boyan are actually kind of similar in that, yeah, you know what so, I mean? They're like, oh, big slow dudes who are awesome? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, they're bigger than you think. Yeah, and like, when you see Sadiq Bay like, drive past somebody, it's always because he made some like slow move to one side and the guy just couldn't help himself by going for the slowest fake in the world. Uh, it's great. It's um, fun. Sean, here's a weird question I have for you. Sure. Do you think this team can make the playoffs? Uh, I kind of do. I mean, it's weird because the East is good now, mm -hmm. but could this team make the plan? I think it's I think possible, they could make, right? I think they could make the plan. <laughs> this might sound crazy when we're listening back to it because there are a lot of good like it's not the old east, but like still kind of seems like there's going to be like like would you be totally shocked if this team was better than the Chicago Bulls? Yes, because I think the Bulls I mean, yeah, that's yeah, probably. But that's I would not be shocked if they were better than the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then like the Magic, they could be better than the Magic. Mm -hmm. They could. They'll. They'll be better than the Pacers. Mm -hmm. They only have to be better than five teams. Right. So I'm not going to name them, but you know, oh, the Wizards. They could be better than the Wizards. They're definitely better than the Wizards. So that that, that we've gotten them up to eleventh place already. <laughs> 
I mean, Pretty, Charlotte uh, to me is the team that that's the place they have to get right because Charlotte right. was the the worst team that made the play in last year in the yeah. East. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know, like I like Charlotte. Okay, we'll 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 talk about that later. But um, Sean, mm-hmm. which signer of the Declaration of Independence is this team? Um, so. I'm picking Samuel Chase, uh, who was a Federalist. He eventually became a Supreme Court Justice who Thomas Jefferson tried to get um, impeached from the Supreme Court, and it did not work in the Senate. Uh, This guy reminds me of the Pistons owner, Tom Gores, uh, who we have referred to as party owner Mm -hmm. Tom Gores. This guy, Samuel Chase, got expelled from a debating society in Annapolis, Maryland, for extremely irregular and indecent behavior. And in 19, it's 1762. Now, Joey, that could be like going to church and not wearing a hat, Mm -hmm. you know, like by those standards. But kind of party owner behavior i have a feeling it was whiskey related um and also the other thing that made me think of tom gores is that his nickname was old bacon face Mm -hmm. someone named old bacon face signed the declaration of independence (laughs) joe uh speaking of tom gores sean uh what is something shady one of this bad government who's this team's bad governor uh it is a guy tom gores the owner uh he has he's a big uh like dirt bag acquisition company dude buys companies he bought a company called securus that is just basically the king of ripping off people in prison uh even so they they just really gouge you on phone calls uh they're also like when I used to work for a nonprofit that uh, had some clients that would call in prison, Securus also makes you like give them a credit card and make a deposit. They don't just bill you. Mm-hmm. You have to have like a fast track account with Great. them, basically, cool. which is, of course, really easy for nonprofits to do. And of course, like uh, the families of people in prison. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, even if you're the kind of asshole who thinks prisoners shouldn't have rights and deserve to be gouged, keep in mind. Uh, many of these prisoners have appointed counsel, so actually, uh, Tom Gores' company is ripping off you, the taxpayer, mm-hmm. as well as very poor families. And I will also encourage people to donate to the Ella Baker Center, which helps uh, fight stuff like that. I'm going to send them $20 after we finish recording, because uh, I brought it up. And I will match that! Yay! All right, um... Okay. Uh, fuck Tom Gores, fuck all owners, uh, and fuck the prison system. All uh, right, they're uh, governors. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sean, their over-under is 28 and a half. What do you think? Oh, that's a strong over. I mean, that's going to move, I think, after they traded for Bogdanovich, but but I, I, I thought they would be over before that trade. Here's my only worry with taking the over here. Um, did they acquire Boyan Bogdanovich? And these veterans to trade them. Um, I actually don't know what like Noel and Burks's contract situations are. I don't know if they're expiring or not. Um, I feel like they could, but that wasn't the intention. Mm-hmm. So, okay. you know, it, well, you do have a good point that if they are kind of bad in February, like a lot of young teams start to do better at the end of the year. Right. But this is definitely a team that could uh, 
just decide to like punt. So it's a it is a risky over, I would say. I, you know what though, I believe in Cade Cunningham and Sadiq Bay finally being ready to like be awesome with these veterans and be like a surprise team. I'm gonna take the over too. Yeah, and I think I think like Jaden Ivy being able to like come off the bench and well, score points. Well, he's the points. one I worry about. Um, yeah, but I think like this is, I mean, yeah, he, but I, but he's, um, boy, I, I really think I would probably start Alec Burks and let Jaden Ivy come off the bench, but yeah, I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't know. He's the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, exactly. Get him as many minutes as possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, for a team that you know the over under. We're very we're optimistic about him, but the over under is still twenty eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> um, Indiana Pacers, Sean. Last year they went twenty five and fifty seven. Uh, their expected win losses was thirty two and fifty. Rick Carlisle is so good at tanking or beating those numbers, depending on what his team needs to do. Yeah, um, it's it's wild how like he used to do this with the Mavs when they were trying to get Luca, where the, the team would be super competitive for 44 minutes and then he would make a terrible substitution. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, their yeah. offensive rank was 16. Their defensive rank was 28. Uh, Josh Giddy. My team is always staying fresh. All right, who are they bringing in, Sean? Wait, that's the wrong one. I mean, yeah, I guess, that's... I guess it is staying fresh by yeah. bringing in new players. But uh, Sean, who's come to their team this year? So as far as I can tell, they signed zero free agents this <laughs> great, year, Joey. Great, great. Uh, they traded for Daniel Theis, uh Aaron Neesmith, mm-hmm. and they're adding rookie Benedict Matherin from uh, Arizona, Andrew Nemhard from Gonzaga. And then Kendall Brown and Hugo Besson, that is Luke's son, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I believe that's Luke Besson's son, yeah. His <laughs> right, name right. is Leon the Professional, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Sean, who's leaving, though? Somebody's got to be leaving this team. They are. These, these sellouts didn't want to be on an indie anymore. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Ricky Rubio wasn't really on the team. Uh, Lance Stevenson and TJ Warren, who hated his coach so much that he intentionally injured himself like he was trying to get out of Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't play for almost two years. Even a year after that guy left, he's like, mm. I mean, he shot himself in the foot to get away from being drafted. I respect it. And take control of your journey. All right, how did they take control of their jersey? Wait, we did that. Sorry, I played the wrong one. Oh, no. Um, no, no, this is right. Take control yeah. of their journey. What's, what, what was their best move and what was their worst move, Sean? Uh, I actually really like them taking Andrew Nemhard. Okay. Uh, he's, he's like, just for a guy you're taking like 31st in the draft, watching him in college, I was kind of like, this guy's gonna be in the nba for a long time i don't know if he's gonna ever be a star and he might always be the best backup point guard in the league but i think he could be the best backup point guard in the league and he seems very indiana um i think their best move is taking benedict matherin i've said this before i think but look uh the nba repeats itself 
constantly. Mm-hmm. And there is always, for as long as, you know, for as long as I can remember, there's always been an insanely athletic wing who is pretty good from the University of Arizona. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, with Andre Iguodala possibly retiring, download uh-huh. the Point Forward podcast and just hope. <laughs> um there's a there's a void in that right now, and I mm-hmm. think Benedict Matherin is going to fill it. Um, yeah, I root for University of Arizona basketball for no reason at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's because I liked what because I liked their like '87 Sean Elliott team when I was mm-hmm. first remembering what basketball was. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm always I'm optimistic about him too. Um, their worst move though is of course um. I don't know, not bringing in a single free agent. I think that Malcolm Brogdon trade was kind of bad. I also think it's kind of it bad. Feels like, it feels like they just really didn't get anything. It's just such a straight salary dump. Yeah. Unpleasant. Uh, You know what I also, you know what I want to shout out to their best move too? It's, it was, it didn't happen this offseason. But uh, for the third straight season, they did not trade Miles Turner for no reason, <laughs> who is a pretty good basketball player and there's no reason he should constantly be being traded yeah i i had a question i'll I'll just say this now does it feel like he's been i have three other questions don't worry Uh, does it feel like he's been on the trading block as long as anyone in nba history at this point yes (laughs) and like at this point i'm like is he just gonna re-sign I think like, so. Like it feels like I don't know. I don't know why they're unhappy with him. And also, he doesn't really seem that unhappy, especially now that they aren't playing him alongside another center all the time. Yeah. Like this is this is he is a class. He's like a better version of what Indiana always has, which is like a pretty good big man that just stays there forever. Uh huh. He's like a Davis brother or like a better Jeff Foster, you know, Mel Daniels. Yeah. Um, where you're like, oh, this guy could shoot a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. And like, and you're like, I don't know. Just keep that guy around. Um, all right. Uh, Sean, Josh Giddy has uh, something he wants to tell us. Okay. Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. Uh, all right we're uh, here at the triple threat courts ask uh like ask your questions so now they now have uh three late lottery picks from the 2020 draft they have the 10th pick jabari smith they have the the 12th pick which is uh tyrese Mm -hmm. halliburton and then they have the 14th pick aaron neesmith um are they also going to try to get Obi Toppin, who was eight, or Isaiah Stewart, who was sixteen? And do they know something we don't about that draft? I look. If the Knicks trade Obi Toppin, so many of their fans will commit seppuku. I don't think they can do it. Um, uh-huh. Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart, Stewart might be on the table, though. It sounds like they're trying to make him into like miles turner in yeah, india yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like he played summer league even though it was his third year so we could just go out and shoot threes yeah yeah but yeah um, maybe beef stew will come there um, okay so joey of their their of their highest minute players they traded the third fourth and fifth highest minute players 
uh, within the last 12 months, which was uh, Doma Sabonis, Malcolm Brogdon, and Karis LeVert. Joey, who is the next man to be traded away from the Indiana Pacers? Oh, great question. Um, let me pull up this ro- full roster yeah. here. Um, I have a wild card pick, but. Well, the I you're. You think, right, it would be. Either Miles Turner or Buddy Heald, because those guys are constantly being message uh, mentioned in trade packages, right? Yes. Yes, they are. But I think the answer is TJ McConnell. I was going to. I agree. I agree. He's like cheap enough to help an NBA team without giving up too much stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, Tice is also always on the table to get traded. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> the he's... Celtics will trade back him back <laughs> just to trade second. him again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Robert Williams is hurt right now. It's an obvious trade bag. Whenever he's legally allowed to be traded back to the Celtics, which I think is maybe not till like December 15th or something, I think they actually had to make these rules for Danny Ainge, basically. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more question. Aaron Neesmith. Uh-huh. Uh, people say he's a good defender. I, How do you judge the defense on a backup guard? But he was part of a good defense. He makes threes apparently all the time in practice but apparently has a mental block about shooting them in games. He is a three and D guy who shoots like 30% from distance. Joey, is he going to turn it around in Indiana? Absolutely not. Look, there's no, (laughs) first off, look at their wings already, right? They have buddy healed. Mm -hmm. They have, uh, (laughs) they have, Tyrese Halliburton, who can play both shooting guard and point guard. They mm-hmm. have quit Chris Duarte. They uh-huh. have and they have Matherin all ahead of him, who are young players who all need minutes too. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't and Nemhard. Yeah. Their entire roster is six five guys <laughs> who are like pretty good at shooting threes. Yeah, I can like dribble a little bit. <laughs> I think this team in general needs to take more threes, but uh, probably Rick Carlisle will start He'll doing that. He's not really, well, he's not really opposed to the three-point shot, I don't think. Um, anyway, uh, don't you think he's going to quit here pretty soon? I don't think he wants to coach this team. This it is seems very... like, I don't know if he really was, yeah, like, it feels like he wanted to leave Dallas yeah. more than he wanted he to, wanted like, to coach the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Um... On the plus side, I like Tyrese Halliburton is the kind of point guard that a coach won't yell at to the point where they hate him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like think I think he's not making mistakes. Um, right, right, right. That's like sort of his whole thing. Um, Sean, which signer of the Declaration of Independence is uh, the Indiana Pacers? Joey, I'm going to I'm going to throw out two real quickly. Oh, uh, I originally thought it was George Wythe of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he used to dress in old timey Quaker clothes, like all throughout the 1700s. Okay. Uh, he did free a lot of his slaves and like his his relatives' slaves. So yeah, but good he on still him had for that. The slaves, that's not great. 
no, it's not great. But but uh, uh-uh. he he did he did free the slaves. He inherited apparently. Okay, but, okay great. Uh, but yeah, by founding fathers' standards, he's basically Malcolm X. But yeah. by human being <laughs> standards, not great. Um, and he got poisoned by his grandnephew in 1806, which is excuse me, his grandnephew, his grandnephew, his sister's nephew, apparently. Wait, um, no, no, his, no, not his, his sister's, sister's nephew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, who was just like a ne'er do well who, and and so like he got sick and ever, and he and his friends got sick and they're like, eh, cholera again, getting these guys, and then the grandnephew started, uh writing writing checks with his signature on it and people are like well we know george has cholera he's probably not writing these checks all around town but the grandnephew was acquitted so maybe it's uh still a cold case out there (laughs) um but i actually think that uh the the signer of the independence that the pacers are an obscure figure much like the pacers are often an obscure uh nba team his name was button gwinnett oh my favorite guy who signed the declaration yeah. of independence uh he is a greengrocer unlike george white he bought a lot of slaves oh, no. uh and he's talk- not my favorite yeah. <laughs> i want to talk about how he had an arch rival named lachlan mcintosh okay uh he hated him because he beat him out for a brigadier general job during the Revolutionary War, I assume this is a position that you bought, uh, just sure, sure, with my sure. knowledge of history. Uh, now, eventually, Gwinnett uh, became the commander-in-chief of Georgia's militia, and he had this plan that Georgia needed to invade East Florida, Great. which was a British territory at the time. In the course of doing that, he also arrested McIntosh's brother for treason, McIntosh and Gwinnett blamed each other for the disastrous uh, invasion, and then McIntosh killed him in a duel, which I consider the original Malice in the Palace. <laughs> Great. Uh... Also, he got killed by McIntosh, and everyone was like, yeah, that's how it goes. No charges. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, uh, bad government. Who All are right. talking about here? So... That they are just owned by Herb Simon, but they were formerly owned by the Simon brothers. Mm-hmm. Now, Herb Simon's brother Mel, for some reason in the late 70s, uh, started his own production company, which I believe was still based out of Indianapolis. Um, he he produced the movies Porky's, okay, Porky's 2 the next day, mm-hmm. and Porky's Revenge. And he produced Joan Rivers' directorial <clears throat> debut, I believe it's the only film she directed. Uh, rabbit test which okay. starred our friend billy crystal Great. joey would you like me to read the plot summary to rabbit test sure <laughs> okay lionel carpenter billy crystal is a night school teacher who has bad luck with women he remains a virgin until his brash cousin danny alex rocco that's mo green from the godfather sets him up with a one-night stand Soon after, Lionel starts feeling nauseated and vomits, eventually doing so onto Segoinia Savaka, one of his immigrant students. This turns out to be a blessing in disguise as it gives him an excuse to ask her out on a date and a romance develops. When Lionel meets Segoinia's fortune-telling grandmother, played by Roddy McDowell in drag, Excuse me? she int- <laughs> I don't know. She intuits that he is the world's first pregnant man. This results in a series of gags related to his pregnancy and people's reactions to it. 
One side plot has Lionel being pursued by the army because the president of the United States is afraid of what effect the widespread ability of men to conceive will have on population growth. In the ending sequence, which is patterned after the nativity, Lionel finally goes into labor. The camera rises to heaven where God announces to the viewers the successful delivery. Oh my God, it's a girl. So that's the crime he did, producing that movie. Um, Billy Crystal's first picture film. It sounds not great, um, but I'm a Joan Rivers fan. I'm glad she got to do that. Uh, That sounds like a lot of her jokes. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I guess the movie has, you're not going to believe this, a lot of uh, ethnic stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, all right, Sean, their over-under is 24 and a half. What do you think? God, that is a low number, but they got Rick Carlisle, baby. That's an under. I'm also taking the under. The tank master. I don't think they're going to really be that bad. I expect their expected win-loss will be like 30, and then their actual total will be like 22. Yeah. They'll figure out how to tank it. <laughs> Oh, I mean, Indiana doesn't tank that much, but but Rick Rick knows how to make the tanking feel good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Sean, 44 and 38. Their expected win-loss was 47 and 35. Um, 20th on offense, 7th in defense. Um, My team is always staying fresh. Wait, that's wrong. I simply- Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. All right, Sean, who's coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers this Donovan year? Donovan Mitchell is, baby. Uh, they also have rookies Khalifa Diop, uh, Isaiah Mobley, Evan's brother, and Luke Travers. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's leaving? The Flaming Rivers that are pouring out of town. Lowry Markinen, Colin Sexton, and some kids who are in high school and middle school right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, that's... Uh, that is not mu- as much change as you'd think, considering they made such right. a big move. Um, mm-hmm. But and take control of your journey. How did they take control of their journey, Sean? What's their best move and what's their worst move? I think I think their best move was getting Donovan Mitchell and uh, not trading one of their three guys to get Donovan Mitchell. I think their best move was not re-signing Colin Sexton. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's uh just because like and i don't even think colin sexton's like a bad player no no I just, but it's really seemed like he would screw up what they had going last year you know what i mean yeah they already i mean i am it, it makes sense because they took um darius garland who's like a better small guard who's mm-hmm. really good at scoring whereas colin sexton is good at scoring but is even smaller um right. and uh the other the other thing is that uh i really feel like colin sexton he can use a change of location because you know somewhere where he won't just be known as the brooklyn pick right it's the brooklyn pick made flesh <laughs> um their worst move though i think is uh they made it last year and it was trading for Karis Levert. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they already regret they that. They need a better a better three here to be like a real team. Like either Isaac or Coro has to make the leap, right? Uh-huh. Or they have to package like cuz they can still they still have a f- lot of money here. Like they can put 
Chetty Osman and uh, Okoro together to get to like $22 million. And like they could throw in Dylan Windler for like an extra 4 million or whatever. Yeah, it does. Um, it does feel like that is uh, somewhat of a problematic place. But at the same time, I think like, okay, so they basically, I kind of feel like last year they only had like Darius Garland was the only guy who could score. handle the ball and fast. create. Yeah. And so they sort of panicked and traded for Levert. Levert yeah. Yeah. And then now they have Donovan Mitchell who uh, say we will about Donovan Mitchell. And we have, um, it's a good offensive player. Look, eventually makes things happen. <laughs> eventually, I like the Donovan Mitchell trade because eventually it won't happen this year. Eventually, Donovan Mitchell will just have to be their third best player, right? Like, yeah, he just I just feel like it fits. Like, I know it's another guy who's short, but they had short guards last year and they had the seventh best defense rim protectors in the league, probably. Well, Um, and Evan Mobley can guard a three yeah you know it's like you you have a lot of options there but you do kind of need someone who can just shoot um from the three-point position like, or a boy is also Bogdanovich would have like really helped them i feel like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think they're gonna end up um playing this guy dean wade a lot they do play dean wade a lot but dean wade is more of a power forward than a small forward um yeah i mean he's pretty big but i think like well, I he's also they, just very slow. Um, okay, he's a be he's a beefy boy. <laughs> um, I don't really know anything about their deep bench. Did you know they had Robin Lopez? I forgot yeah, they, they had signed Robin, Robin Lopez. Lopez, dude. Their big their big man rotation rocks. Um, and, and then I mean, I honestly think that they're gonna end up be end up playing Evan Mobley, a six eleven center, essentially might end up just playing the three a lot. Yeah, on defense not great but yes no, i mean he can do it's, it it's, it's kind of tough on him but i just think that because kevin love is the sixth man you know it's mm-hmm. um yeah boy boy do they have a lot of centers though yeah five of them two mobley's robin lopez <laughs> kevin love jared allen Don't i mean it's a weird davis too um, I don't see him on the depth chart. Okay, he might be gone. They had Ed, Ed Davis last year. Um, yeah, this feels like they should basically just be having open auditions for the best 25-year-old wing in the G League. Yeah. You know, um, or even, yeah. Anyway, um, I really like this team. We're, we've gotten a little too into it already. Sorry, before yeah, we, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh... <laughs> Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. Sean, what are your questions on the triple threat courts? All right. This team has three all-stars plus Evan Mobley, who is probably like long-term the best out of all of them. And Donovan Mitchell's the oldest one at 26. How good is this core, Joey? Really, really good. Right? Is this like a core that could win an NBA title? Yes, I think if Mobley is as good as he, I think he is, which is an MVP candidate, I think this team is absolutely good enough for that. Yeah, Jared Allen, I think, is also younger than we think because he's been around so long. He's 24. Um, It just seems like all of these, they just seem very 
I don't know. I, I hope I hope they just kind of don't do anything dramatic for two years and just sort of add in around the edges. I think it's I think it's a very good core as well. Um. All right, Sean, we got to hurry up. What's another yeah. uh, what's another question you got? OK, uh, OK, so the Cleveland traded away years worth of first round picks to get Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. How crushed? was uh nick gilbert owner dan gilbert's son and lottery <laughs> representative to hear this happening well i mean he's kind of taken a step back from the other son who does weird art projects and stuff right yeah he's the heir apparent <laughs> yeah um all right uh which signer of the declaration of independence is this team sean oh uh they are Thank you for asking that. William Ellery of Rhode Island. He wrote the charter for Brown University. We got forced out because the Baptists won a power struggle <laughs> over the Congregationalists. Uh, he is like Dan Gilbert because he was commissioner of the Continental Lo- Loan Office of Rhode Island. Uh, also became an abolitionist. Um, and the British burned down his house during the revolution, but he rebuilt thanks to a subprime loan and thanks to George Washington rigging the draft lottery for him. So Great. congratulations, William Ellery of Rhode Island. Uh, bad government, Sean. Who's the bad governor here? It's Dan Gilbert, baby. He gave almost a million dollars to Trump's inaugural fund. Who knows how much through uh, PACs. He's friends with Ivanka Trump. As a result, he and his lobbyists managed to get a giant block of downtown Detroit Uh, He owns like 100 properties. They call it Gilbertville. It's all classified as an opportunity zone, which is usually a to encourage development in a poor area. So you get tax breaks and you can kind of hold off on your uh, returns and not immediately declare them for taxes. However, this opportunity zone has boutique hotels and big corporate buildings, including the headquarters of Quicken Loans. So he gets a giant tax break. Um. Great. And Sean, over under 46 and a half. You know, I'm going to see if that has changed. It's got but, to move, right? <laughs> uh, let me see. Hold on. Bovada, Bovada. Come on, Bovada. I feel like I refreshed this today and it was still 46 and a half. Maybe they just haven't updated these lines. I don't know. Hold on. Let me just scroll down very slightly. 46 and a half. That, uh, that's over. A, give me the that's over, an dog. over dog yeah <laughs> they won 44 games last year yeah, yeah donovan yeah. mitchell's worth three games right and especially for this team which was like <laughs> amazing defensively and very limited offensively like that's what he does <laughs> and they I mean? added ricky rubio back um, oh god that is huge <laughs> i forgot about that god, the vibes that really... man the vibes are so ooh, much better <laughs> ooh, this is a good vibes yeah um all right all right sean let's move on to the chicago bulls last year they went 46 and 36 their expected win loss was 40 and 42 they ooh. were 13th in offense 22nd in defense um let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year all right, Sean, what's coming to their team this year? Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic, and another uh, Arizona wing, Dalen Terry. And then what hot dogs covered in ketchup are getting out of town? <laughs> uh, Troy Brown Jr. and Tristan Thompson. Oh. They also uh, gave Zach Levine a five-year extension. Drag him through the garden out of here. Um, <laughs> Sean, what was their best move? 
I guess Goran Dragic. Oh, I mean, extending Levine. Extending Levine. Yeah, was, Sorry. Levine yeah, was, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. There was a chance Levine was going to leave. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's got to be their worst move. Uh, I don't. I think Andre Drummond probably. I actually think their worst move was not going all in last year and like trading the rest of their picks for like Harrison Barnes. Um, not that they would have won the championship, but like it just like you really already felt traded like they were missing your a guy. Yeah, like it feels like you're missing a guy still to me. Um, yeah, it it's weird. Like I. Did, did Kobe White get hurt or something? Was he like not available to be traded? Because it felt like he was very much on the trading block. Um, um, but I don't know. Um, I mean, look, there's only one way to find out. Let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new. All right, Sean, <laughs> uh, what are your questions here at the triple threat courts? Oh, uh, this was a very quiet offseason for the Bulls. Will Andre Drummond be the difference maker that the Chicago Bulls need. Andre Drummond's kind of a funny player now, right? Um, he and Boogie are kind of similar in that they're like still like decent players that are just uh-huh. like literal dinosaurs. <laughs> um, like they just don't sort of fit in the NBA anymore and it's not really their faults. Um, but yeah. I don't know. He'll get a lot of rebounds for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's that. The one thing he does do is get a lot of rebounds. He's better than Mm -hmm. Tristan Thompson, who they had last year. Because I don't think I don't think he got he did I don't think he got uh, particularly me tooed in Jeanette McCurdy's book either. So Um, that's that's reputationally, I think he's okay. uh, I mean, I think the bigger problem for them is isn't Lonzo Ball still hurt? Yeah, he. uh, He seems like he was in the James Wiseman hospital of botched knee procedures yeah. yeah um yeah i mean that's um well let's let's keep going and i'll, I'll share my thoughts i think sure okay. what's your next question who joey who is the celery salt of the chicago bulls roster the secret sauce that makes it a chicago bulls it's, team it's alex, alex caruso he's awesome oh, um, i think it's i think it's io Desunmu. he i mean also awesome Mm-hmm. Um, went I to mean, Illinois. That's why. <laughs> but I mean, Alex Caruso. There, there didn't their season sort of didn't they stop winning all those games after uh, Grayson Allen assaulted Alex Caruso on the court? Yeah, well, and well, basically they had um, a defense that worked when they had two piranhas on the perimeter knocking away passes and stealing the ball all the yeah. time, and then when those guys weren't there, it was like. Ooh, this front court has DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic playing defense. Like, we, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, they sort of, they they sort of don't really have bad players on this roster. No. Well, I have zero faith in Patrick Williams. That's sort of my biggest problem with this roster. Okay. Okay. Uh, or Kobe White, actually. Yeah. Um, but I love most of these guys. Uh, a lot of really good, a lot of, lot of uh, fun, average to slightly above average players on this team. Um, yeah, right. And also, DeMar DeRozan rocks and has been love. like unfairly maligned his entire career. 
Yeah, he really, really rules. And same with yeah. Nick Vucevic. Like, say what you will about him being like, I don't know. Um, like he was very not, slept. Not he was very great. slept. Yeah, on he was just player. slept on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't know. I like this team, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Last question: What changes would former coach Jim Boylan make to this roster? Oh, he'd make them practice on a girder over the city. <laughs> I think he'd insist that Zach Levine play through injuries even more. <laughs> I really feel like Zach Levine, uh, someone someone needs to have a heart-to-heart with him about being honest about his knee pain. Like, sit out a game or two, dude. All right, Sean, which signer of the Declaration of Independence is this team? Uh, this is, well, they need a guy like this. Benjamin Rush, the Surgeon General of the Continental Army, also a battlefield surgeon. This team is going to need someone who can operate on what looks like a battle-scarred meniscus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also joined a plot to remove George Washington as commander of the Revolutionary Forces, which feels like something that Jerry Krause or Gar Foreman <laughs> would do. Uh, also, he did, no, no, this no, team yeah. is going to need a really good surgeon, so it makes sense. Yep, yeah, yeah, uh, yep, yep. All right. Um, uh, bad government. Time okay. to time to get on Reinsdorf. That's right. Uh, George... that, uh, John Wilms has been listening, just salivating right now. Do it, do yeah. it to him, Sean. Hit him okay. up. Okay. <laughs> he hired Tony Larusa. I'm kidding, Wilms. I'm kidding, Wilms. Jerry Reinsdorf is bad because he forced the cancellation of the 1994 World Series as White Sox owner. Why isn't he reviled like Shoeless Joe Jackson and the rest of those Black Sox, Joey? At least those guys played. You know what I mean? Say it ain't so, Jerry. <laughs> say it ain't so um there's oh. actually uh they're gonna build a cornfield right outside of iowa state where jerry reinsdorf wants to hire all his coaches and they're gonna build a corporate office and he and the rest of the management uh are gonna get to do accounting forever all right sean over under 43 and a half right i feel like i'm going over constantly but i i think this is a, like a pretty basic over <laughs> seems, uh, like it, it seems, seems like they have like one two like near stars or two stars mm-hmm. not quite superstars but stars and then it just i mean you're you're betting on health i guess this is like I'm, a bet I'm on i'm taking the long, under because of ooh. health actually yeah i mean it's like a lonzo caruso over under call um and it's 43 and a half. I, it is weird that they, they're, they're like by the stats, they should have been a um, well, team under 500. I don't the know. This was, team they, feels were like, like, they were like, go ahead. Sorry. This to me feels like either a 42 win team or a 44 win team to me. And I'm just betting on the yeah 42. I um, just think the best version of this team is pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I do I just, not like how unaggressive they were. In the offseason, um, yeah, though? I just don't guess they're like, like a year older now. I I also just don't like that Lonzo is already hurt and he seems really important. Um, and I'll be honest, I have no idea what to expect from Patrick Williams whatsoever. Yeah, and it seems like he's gonna have to play a lot of minutes, which yeah. could be good. But I I just don't I don't have any opinion either way. But it's like mil- not very yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. The Milwaukee Bucks, Sean, they went 51 and 31. Their expected win loss was 49 and 33. 
third in offense, 14th in defense. Honestly, kind of surprising. Um, Let's take a look at what's coming to my team this year. Their free agent signings were Joe Ingles. That was it, I think. Well, and then they brought in, they drafted Marshawn Beauchamp. Yeah, from from Ignite, I think. Yeah, but who has the name that sounds like a guy who two years from now on the Milwaukee Bucks will be awesome. Um, Right. right? Or, (laughs) or, you know, battling Gambit. (laughs) Uh, Uh, And they got rid of their, the cheese head that's leaving is Jordan Nora. So yeah, just a pretty stable, pretty stable team. I gotta say, Uh, what was their best move? Sean, is it bringing in Joe Ingles (laughs) or is it bringing in Marshawn Bochamp? Um, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. They, they actually added Hugo Besson. So I think, oh. I think adding, <laughs> adding a film star like that from Angers, France. No. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good Ingles. Uh, yeah. I mean, Joe Ingles is good. He's good at basketball. It feels like a, he feels real Bucksy. Um, I mean, I would also say that their worst move was, uh, just, not keeping Dante DiVincenzo? Yeah, I was I was thinking that too. Like it's uh, <laughs> I they got what did like, they even know, get for I know him? He's hurt all the time, but um No, they it, just got oh, they got Serge Ibaka. Yeah. And which, two second round picks. Did they but, need Serge Ibaka? Like that's sort of my like why not keep Dante DiVincenzo and PJ Tucker? You know what I mean? Instead right. of <laughs> yeah, that seemed that seemed like something they could have uh they could have easily done. Um Yeah. And anyway, I mean I that's guess that's like two off seasons ago, but anyway, um No, I mean that was yeah, yeah, you're right. But but I agree. Um Okay. Uh but Joe what, Ingles yeah. seems like he's gonna fit in, okay, if he's actually healthy. I mean he'll um, be able to play like in January, right? Yeah. Didn't he, didn't he hurt himself like like mid-season yeah. kind of early in the year i mean he's okay. also old though too he is old he is old but um, that's what they like in milwaukee joey <laughs> uh all right my team is always staying fresh what's their best move and worst move i don't know why i wasn't playing that one makes a lot more sense than the taking yeah. control of their destiny one well uh we talked best move worst move though yeah, uh yeah. sorry my bad uh finally let's hit the triple threat courts to see what's new all right, yes. Sean, what are your questions here? Um, how will Grayson Allen top himself after breaking Alex Caruso's wrist? I think he is somehow going to hurt a fan on purpose. <laughs> oh, I think I think he throws a ball in frustration that bounces and like breaks a child's nose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it'll it'll be like step up, right? A child. It's. It, I mean, look, we're two years away from him going into the stands and beating up a fan who doesn't have any hands, yeah. like Cobb style. <laughs> so he's got to warm up to it with just regular projectiles. Yeah. Okay. Question two. They were third in offense and fourteenth in defense. Joey, knowing nothing else, wouldn't you have assumed it would have been the absolute reverse? Of yes. That's crazy. It's. Super I don't weird. really get it. Um, I guess Chris Middleton was hurt a lot. Um. Well, isn't Chris Middleton still going to be hurt this year? Because um, he got uh, hurt in the playoffs, right? So, like, didn't he? Isn't I don't know. Uh, 
he had wrist surgery in he's, july he's coming back in training camp okay, okay. Uh, oh he oh, oh but his actual injury in the playoffs was an mcl injury right uh and it's this non-shooting on boy it would be nice to have dante divincenzo let's <laughs> say um okay uh this is the most important question though who will coach mike budenholzer go see in concert this season oh, noted bad, bad usher fan bad <laughs> he's gonna see bad bunny and yeah. it's gonna be like a wild riot there's yeah. gonna be some great pictures of him <laughs> um all right sean which side of the like declaration is uh this oh team? wait we should do we should do love hate real quick uh, i mean we didn't do them for the bulls but because i didn't oh. have anybody uh, I mean, the thing to me about the Bucks is, oh, like, right. all of my takes are rational about all these players. Do you have an irrational love and hate for any of these guys? No, I mean, like, it depends on how you feel about um, Bobby Fortis or Wesley Matthews. I mean, I love Wes Matthews, I but love... I feel like it's rational. <laughs> yeah, but Bob, Bobby, Bobby Portis, I think, is, like, um, the fourth best player on the team. Yeah, which isn't that great. Seems... No, I just mean, I just, I just think he's like, because of how good he was at punching, that has become such an outsized reputation for him. And actually, he's just like this really hardworking, good role player that everybody loves. And it kind of seems like Miritich was an asshole. Yeah. Like he didn't even come back to the NBA. So Anyway, that's all. That's all I'm saying about Bobby Portis. But, and also, yeah, I I think Brooke Lopez is still better than him. I don't think he's the fourth best player. I think he's the fifth best. Yeah, but still. Yeah. Um. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I mean, look here. I'll I'll list them. You can't hate Giannis. Chris Middleton is mid, whatever. But you can't hate Drew. Can't, yeah. Can't hate Brooke. Can't really hate Serge Ibaka or Bobby Portis. You obviously hate Grayson Allen. Uh-huh. Joe Ingles, Pat Connaughton, whatever, George Hill, Javon Carter, Wesley Matthews. These are guys you either rationally love or hate. Like, I could, I could see. Okay, think... Jeff Teague. Actually, I irrationally <laughs> hate Jeff Teague, but I don't even think he's on the team anymore. <laughs> uh, it With George Hill and... Uh, I do not think Jeff Teague is on the team anymore. You're not allowed to have George Hill and Jeff Teague on the same team. Well, they did last year. Sean, who's, who's the signer of the Declaration of Independence for the Bucks? Oh, yeah. Okay, so these guys are uh, William Hooper of North Carolina, who was sort of a Tory. Uh, and I just want to tell this story about him. In 1768, Hooper was working with British colonial governor to suppress a rebellious group known as the Regulators. Mount up! In the War of the Regulation. Uh -huh. And the Regulators had been operating in North Carolina, and, and apparently they dragged William Hooper through the streets in Hillsborough during a riot. And I just want to say that no matter what, the reason these are the Bucks, no matter what some people on Twitter say, Giannis is a Hooper. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh... I mean, I thought the weirdest thing about the regulators was um, that when they, after shooting those guys, they went to the hotel with those hookers. Anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you know, they laid all the redcoats down. He let his musket explode. Yeah. <laughs> and then he switched his mind into ye old harlot mode. Yeah. Uh, all right, Sean. Um, <laughs> bad government. 
Uh, do you want to talk about the Molly's game? Yeah. Or do you want well, to talk about the... the, uh, the <laughs> well, let me tell you, he was involved in the Molly's game poker games, which were a front for mushroom mob laundering, but the transgression, I really believe, is uh, he was in his 50s and he hogged the ball in the NBA Celebrity <laughs> All-Star game. owner, Mark Lazary. Yeah, right, he, um... thought, he thought they could... He thought he could win the MVP vote by having people write in from Morocco. That would have people would have hated that so much, Joey. Uh-huh. And then Ugh. Wes Edens, I believe, was in the sex dungeon scandal, right? He was it was like his friend. Yeah, we will get into that later. But okay, yes, good. I think so. I don't think Mallory was involved, though. All right. Uh-huh. She only goes to sex palaces. All right. Uh, well, that's not fair. That's I'm sorry. Nice. All right. What's uh, what's your prediction, Sean? Fifty two and a half. I think these guys are going under um, just because like. What do people they keep, they keep getting hurt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like I, it's like they didn't, they definitely didn't care about like closing out the season that hard last year. Yeah. And I feel like they're just going to give Giannis a little more rest. The same. Year. I'm also taking the under. I agree with you. I mean, I don't even think they're, I don't even really think it means anything about the quality of the team, but like, it yeah, just, just rest these dudes. Um, all right. Well, Sean, that's our that's our episode. Wait, uh, who? So who you think's gonna win the division? I guess I should ask that before I cancel the before I finish the episode up. Oh, what what's that? What do you want? Who's gonna to... win the division, Sean? Oh, the the Bucks are gonna win the division. You think the Bucks are gonna win the division? Yeah, I'm... probably. I think you're right. All oh, right. you know what? You know what? No, I think Cleveland's going to win the division. I, I think. think I Cleveland's think. The, I, I, I will take Cleveland to win this division wildly. I think, but um, I just think they're going to want to do it more. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Bucks are like content to try to finish fourth, <laughs> and even if they're fifth, they don't really care. Um. All right, that's our episode, Sean. What would you like to plug? Oh, thank you so much, Joey. Um, check out, uh, yeah, I'm doing Yard Barker, um, <laughs> uh, Golden State of Mind. I'm writing, I'm writing a bunch of uh, previews of the guys on the training camp roster, which are uh, just kind of fun because I don't, I don't know that much about those guys. So I, it's sort of like this, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think the Mac McClung one that's up right now is pretty entertaining, and I'm excited to write about uh, Lester Quinones in particular. I also read about Dusty Hannah's. So, I mean, you're full of uh, you you want biographical information and weird <laughs> highlights of these dudes playing in weird arenas. You're gonna get it, guys. Um, oh, and follow me on TikTok as well. Okay. <laughs> Come on, dude. I, I'm I'm up there. I've got. Hold on. I got a new joke about Top Gun Maverick. It's going to help it go viral, guys. Um. All right. Uh. <laughs> As for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on 7-12-14, I tweeted, Crispix for dinner. Um, wow, Jim Boylan and Frankie Muniz yeah. found some common ground. Sean, did you write a song? I did. I wrote one with um, my Swedish friend, pop star Robin. Going back to the classics, Joey. This is called Donchich on My Own. <laughs> Um, all right, that's playing under us now. Trust the process. Trust the process. And uh shut it down. Um 
uh, like, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> stop doing sex stuff at work, NBA people. <laughs> take it, take it to <laughs> go somewhere else. You're married to Nia Long. You're just neither of there, but you know. Someone signed away my new friend. We wouldn't pay up for Jalen Brunson. White guy from Slovenia And our off-season moves weren't serious Yeah, I know it's Cuban I've just gotta win it all for myself I'm in the corner, forced up a three-ball
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.